Hello, and welcome to my fetch. Hope you're all doing okay and having a good Thursday. Getting ready to embark on the weekend. And I don't mean to upset you, but there's some upsetting things happening in the United States and around the world. Let's get to it. So, a little bit late to this game as far as, um, well, it's not really a game. A little bit late to my commentary. On Cuties, Netflix. I don't even know if I've ever actually paid for Netflix. I've certainly um, used Friends subscriptions before. Maybe we should instead call it a prescription. A prescription for pornography. Um, you know, great site. Revolutionized the uh, streaming slash movie at home industry. Put Blockbuster single-handedly out of business. And now they are engaging in showing a documentary on their site that is nothing less than vile, disgusting, and abuse and assault on women, and a, um, what's the word I'm looking for, and certainly a um, using of children. Um, the argument... Uh, that people are using to support this is that it is a documentary. It is a documentary to expose the ills and the vileness and the bad things about um, using uh, children in this manner. And there's obviously been tons of internet memes and Babylon Bee articles and all sorts of sites that have been mocking the people that are taking this stance. Uh, I saw one that was, um, you know, like, I don't know, We Kill Puppies. So it's a documentary about killing puppies to teach people not to kill puppies by killing puppies in a documentary. Um, you know, it would be the same thing about, you know, babies. You know, like, let's kill babies to show how much killing babies is not a good thing. You don't need to make a documentary. I saw, literally, I think I saw on Twitter maybe 12 to 14 seconds of this cuties. I will not watch it. I don't feel the need to educate myself. My imagination is rather vivid. It's the same reason that I don't um, ever plan on going to Germany or Poland or Europe to go to um, where the concentration camps used to be. I've seen enough documentaries and videos. I know that people tell me about the overpowering experience of being there. I've been to places where Jewish blood has been spilled. Um, I've been to Uman. There's a different reason for going there for Rosh Hashanah. And you can feel it palpable there that blood flowed in that space, in that area, in that town, in that city. And that's enough for me. But when I go there, I'm, I, I, when, I went, when I went there, I went there for a celebration, not for a, um, a march or even to purposely visit the death camps or where death was. And it's just my vantage. I don't fault people for going there. Maybe I do a little bit. Um, but uh, I see and I understand the educational vantage and opportunity that presents itself, but it's, it's just not for me. So same thing with watching a documentary on something that I don't need to see a documentary on. 12 seconds was enough. It's highly inappropriate. It's definitely... You know, you, even if you want to say it's borderline pornography, it is certainly um, uh, an abuse and uh, taking advantage of children 
um, for money. And, you know, along with the law being signed into, um, uh, what do you call it, uh, enacted by Governor Newsom that now makes it okay for a 24-year-old to have relations with a 14-year-old, um, is just so obscene. It's like they're trying to retroactively legalize all their all their infractions because the people that are you know you're he's signing this into into law probably because of his own his own sickness and that'll probably come out at some point. He's a very demented person. Uh, he did a uh, video or an ad um, in a burnt out forest. Sorry, a presser wasn't an ad, um, in a burnt-out forest somewhere in California talking about this is definitely climate change and grinning like the like a demon um, <clears throat> with his, probably not even his real teeth, with his bridge, but, and then he had two of his deputies come and talk, and they look like they're probably pedophiles. It's just, it's just the insanity that's ensuing. It, it's, it's, it's literally satanic forces at work here. And it's not surprising. I mean, these are not forces that have ever dissipated completely from the earth. I mean, they've been lurking and they've been around for millennia, since the beginning of time. But we've thought that we've eradicated it in modern society, or we've ignored it because it's in the subterfuge rather than on the land, but now we're seeing the land um, ablaze. And that was one of the things I wanted to address, is that there was some video, I think posted by 4chan, but someone then shared it on Twitter, of a drone um, emitting um, basically liquid fire from it uh, in some way. It was obviously built to admit, emit this fire over what is some highway in either, I guess, Oregon or California. I mean, just I'm just assuming it's where the fires are. Maybe it's Washington State. Um, and then that fire, uh, when it hits the ground, since there's such brush and there has not been a, um, a, there has not been, uh, lumber and timber, uh, harvesting, there has not been grazing allowed, there has not been active, let's say, cutback on the brush, um, if that hits the ground and stays aflame, it's quite easy that it could set even a tree, even a green tree on fire, let alone dried brush that is already very flammable and it's already very hot out. You don't really need much to, to light up to then create a larger blaze that if there's nothing to put it out with, will just grow and grow and grow. I mean, that's what fire does. If it's not impeded, it will um, usually not peter out under those conditions. So I don't know if that's real. It seemed to me to be pretty real, and it seemed to me to be pretty deliberate. Um, there's, you know, it's, this is not, you know, a drone that runs on jet fuel and you're seeing something uh, come out the back of it that's uh, mistaken to the eye. It's pretty clear that someone's pressing a button and releasing this um, this, uh, liquid fire, basically. Um, uh, so there must be, like, a, um, some kind of ignition, igniter or ignition, and then what I assume is that there's some kind of a device that's spewing out this, uh, you know, whatever it is, gasoline, um, some kind of petrol, some kind of flammable liquid, um, and then it falls to the earth, and you can see it's still aflame as it's getting to the treetops. So, um, it's, what I've been saying for a while, Hamas tactics, Sharia tactics, we can we know that communism and fascism are present here in the United States, and um, we know that um, they're trying to influence a lot of things, both politically and then on the ground. They're stormtroopers, um, you know, in all over cities. 
um, but um, setting forests on fire. The next thing that's going to come is they're, they're going to send a drone over farmland, over um, over the uh, over crops. And we've seen this, again, the Hamas tactics in Israel. We're going to see balloons, we'll see drones. And the fire balloons that are sent in Israel are a problem, obviously. But the thing about Israel is that Israel is um, strategically located next to the Mediterranean and also has um, the Canary, the Sea of Galilee. So water is really in proximity, not necessarily as a farmer, but it's in proximity as far as rescue operations or needing to dump water. It's not that far away, mileage or kilometer-wise, from any of the fires because the entire state is roughly the size of New Jersey. When you're talking about if a balloon or a drone does that same fire to a farm territory in Kansas or Iowa or Ohio or Oklahoma or New Mexico or Texas, you're talking about a farm owner or a rancher may not know that that fire is going until they can see it when it's already out of control. And while the resources in the United States are greater, meaning the U.S. probably has more firefighting planes and has more firefighters, it's a country of 330 million people over a vast territory. So I think that this is going to be a huge problem, and I think it's coming. It's, it's just a matter of time. You know, they're, they're doing, some of these are experiments to see, can anyone catch us? Can anyone catch the drone? Will anyone know it's us? Is there any way that, you know, like, they're, they're, they're poking. It's the original Facebook post. Poke. Poke, sorry. So, these are things that are going on that are quite frightening, to be perfectly honest. Um, let's uh, let's uh, talk now about um, a few other things besides cuties. Um, the violence. The violence um, against police. So, in the past... We've obviously seen lots of violence against police in the past decade, past years, but we're but things were relatively um, okay initially when Trump came in. We saw Dallas when Obama was in; that was all due to his incitement. Who was a left wing uh, left wing white guy who did that? Um, who was, I believe, a Bernie supporter, if I'm correct, but identified with um, um, Antifa, I think, or maybe it was uh, Occupy. Anyway. So this past week, uh, just two days ago, we saw two cops shot at Point Blank Range who were um, in Compton. They were with the L.A., I'm forgetting the exact name, but it's basically the police for the Transportation Authority just to make sure that people are safe getting on and off the, uh, the I think there's a train there. There's like a rail there um, and probably a bus depot as well. And they were shot and, and they survived due to diligence by um, by certainly one of the, um, you know, one of the um, officers who was able to put a tourniquet, I think, on her partner, and they've survived. Um, they may never be the same, but they've survived. Um, and hopefully that the person that did that is hunted down and uh, torn to shreds. Because there's, I'm not, I'm not, you know, I mean, if you know it's them, um, then just be done with it. There's no point in spending money on, you know, all this all this uh, garbage, keeping them in jail and all that stuff. Um, and this violence is not going to be good because as I heard someone else say on their, uh, on their video, on their podcast, you know, what you're doing is you're basically t- taking people who are, uh, who said this? Because I want to give credit and I don't even remember where I heard it. Oh, it was, uh, I think it's Survival. What's his name? Bearcat? 
survival. I don't remember. I'll have to come back and give him credit. But anyway, it's not Bearcat. But um, <clears throat> he said, you're turning a teddy bear, which is these people that just want to do good. And yeah, you know, like, I mean, I'm sure there are some times where cops aren't so nice for a good reason. But anyway, that's an aside. You're taking teddy bear. People want to help their community, be there for community, help people, save people, provide aid when they can. They were sitting there minding their own business. You know, probably have never said a bad word to, to, to anyone, right? Because more often than not, a cop is just in a uniform trying to help their community and their city. That's 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 the usual. The bad seeds are the bad seeds. You have bad seeds that are in HVAC. You have bad seeds that are grocery baggers. You have bad seeds that are in the FBI, right? So all strata of society, and I get it. A bad cop can have a lot can do a lot more damage than a grocery bagger usually, okay? But you know what? You might have a grocery bagger that carries a, a box cutter on them. So if they really are bad, they could do something horrible to someone, right? I mean, let's just be real. Like, it just depends upon circumstance, context, and what that person's intentions are, okay? So a bad cop could definitely do bad things. They're also armed, and they're dangerous, and they can get away with things, let's say, right? But they also get caught. There was a man who apparently, uh, uh, I don't remember who it was, but he, um, it's just something recent. Uh, oh, I th actually, I think it's in Louisiana. He um, he called cops and said that his, you know, his girlfriend or his wife had committed um, suicide. And it turns out that it was actually he killed her. He may have been in an argument with her. And he set the whole thing up and then called and said that she committed suicide. So, um, you know, he got caught. I mean, the forensics or whatever it is, or a story to that up, you know, and we and we hope that those people get caught. Those are horrible people, okay? But anyway, these two cops, it's good they survived. And um, this needs to stop because you're turning a teddy bear into a grizzly who's going to viciously defend her cubs, whether her cubs or her partner, her family at home, because people are getting followed home. Uh, there was a... Um, there was a um, I think a federal agent recently that was stalked and gunned down in, I don't remember where, I'm forgetting, I don't have these news articles in front of me, I just wanted to get a session out. Uh, and then I just saw today, which is extremely disturbing and sad, um, that a 17-year-old who is part, his name is Andre Conley, say that name. Say that name. Say that name. Andre Conley, apparently he was a great kid. I, I don't have all the background on him, but apparently he had like a bright future. He was a good kid. He was, he was just a nice kid. He was, I think he did well in school. Again, not that that's the sign of everything great. But if you're doing well in school, it's, it's better than not doing well in school. And he was a, um, with a friend, was uh, uh, like a reach out let's say, um, person, volunteer for Lacey Johnson's um, outreach team. And his outreach team is, um, he's running in Minnesota against um, Elon Omar uh, in that district. Now, Elon Omar is one of the most vile, disgusting people in America and on the globe. Um, there's nothing nice to say about her. She is a jihadi Sharia cloaked in takia. Okay, not tequila, tequila. She's a liar. And she's a Jew hater. She hates black people, no matter what you want to say about it, okay? Um, the, uh, the Islamic faith that is the bastardized part of Islamic faith look, looks at black people as slaves and underlings and less than. 
the lighter co colored folk like her from Somalia, like the Arabs, like Persians, okay? So anyone who wants to tell me different, you're a liar. That's, the, that's, what, that's what Islam um, refers to them as, is less than, okay? And they look at it as they're, they're their demis, they're their slaves, and they will use them to get what they want and then use them again until they're dead. And if you think anything else, you're wrong. So anyway, someone was sent out. Again, whether it was some gangbanger, that word came down from a person above them, and a person above them, and a person above them, and a person above them, that eventually traces back to some random contact. It's never, it'll probably never be found. Apparently they arrested this guy who did it. They found the guy who did it. And he was in a high-speed car chase. So here's this piece of garbage, right, who is going to risk... Innocent civilians, by being in a high-speed car chase, number one, doesn't care. Then, like a wuss, gives up. Why didn't he just kill himself? Why didn't he just crash the car? Why didn't he take more people out? Why didn't he strap a vest onto himself? I'm telling you, a suicide bomber is coming. It's going to come. It's going to come either before or after the election, and they are setting someone up, and it might be some white chick with purple hair from a university, and they convince her, this is for the good. We'll convert you to Islam right before you go and do it, you're now Islamic. You're going to have 72 versions, vir virgins when you get to heaven, or whatever. And um, and they um, they're going to send someone, and they're going to send someone that you know you wouldn't suspect it. And it'll be when there's a speaker on a college campus, or someone, or the show like Liberty Hangout, or Ben Shapiro, or some other conservative speaker, and security won't be prepared, and they it'll be too big of a of a um, of an explosion or an attack for, like, you know, a uh, personal security team to, which is usually dealing with, like, you know, people trying to, trying to uh, um, infiltrate someone's personal space. It's not usually um, a, a threat, uh, um, like I'm, you know, like a, like a bomber vest. But it's coming. It's coming. Trust me, it's coming. And it's coming from that ideology, from Tlaib, from Presley, from AOC, and certainly from Elon Omar. So these two guys were, these two kids, but these two young gentlemen were, uh, again, outreach um, outreach folk, uh, volunteers for Lacey Johnson's campaign. I don't think it's by any accident. Uh, we'll find out. Um, I don't want to jump to conclusions because you never know. It could have been they just had beef with someone. Someone said something to them in school and it has nothing to do with the politics. I doubt it. I'm okay coming out before all the facts are out and saying my opinion on what I think, even though usually I would wait because we don't know, and we don't know how it's being reported and facts coming out. But I'm, I'm willing to cast aspersion and then eat my words after and say I'm wrong. I don't have a problem saying I'm wrong. This looks like a hit. And it's sending a message so that now other youth will be scared to go out. It doesn't take much. Now, you know, who knows? Who knows? It? I don't even know if that other, that other kid was hit. Um, it, it hasn't come out yet, and of course the media doesn't really want to report it. Uh, is that kid forever injured? Is he alive? Is he on life? You know, is he in, in critical condition? It didn't say. Is he in a wheelchair? Like what? You know. But now, you know, now he may, you know, affirm his commitment, and maybe he'll be strong, and maybe he's not going to want to be, you know, uh, um, um, doing this anymore. And a lot of other people may back out, both youth and adults. Right? You get scared of getting shot. It's, you know, a parent may say you're not going out there. So this is all about intimidation. That's my feeling and probably directly connected to 
Ilhan Omar's vile tactics and her uh, wish for jihad on America. And even without her in office, it could have been, you know, Xavier Young. It could have been anyone, right? As long as they had that same ideology, as long as they were going to oppose the conservative, conservative black man. Um, I, I think Lacey, I think Lacey's a guy. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he is. Um, I mean, Lacey could be the, either one. But yeah, Lacey Johnson. So, um, highly disturbing. This happened, I think, just about, just, uh, I mean, I saw it reported that it happened, well, the, 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 the article, I think, was 15 hours ago, which would have been yesterday, but I have not seen a lot. The MSM's obviously not going to cover any of it. They'll just chalk it up to, like, random, ra- another, more random gang violence that doesn't, or, or more random black-on-black violence that shouldn't be reported. Um, but it's, I mean, highly disturbing, and I'm glad that the law enforcement tracked this guy down, however they found him, and, um, and, and, and have him in custody. Um, he should be beaten senseless. Um, and it's just really disturbing because it's going against people's freedom to, to, to support a candidate they want and to be out rallying for them and freedom of speech. And it's, it's, it doesn't take a lot. It only takes a few incidents for people to, and to report them, which is weird. You would think the MSM would report it just for that reason, but who knows? But you would, you would think that, I mean, I mean, it only takes a few incidences for people to be scared. I mean, like, for example, after, like, you know, Poway uh, and after, which was the, you know, the attack in California on the, on the synagogue, and, then you, and, and before that, Tree of Life, which was in Pittsburgh, I think it was before. And then you had the thing in Jersey City where there was a machete, there was a, sorry, there was an attack uh, where, they killed a, where they killed a guy and they were trying to get into a school to murder kids. And there was an attack in Muncie with a machete. A few of these incidences could scare a lot of people from going to synagogue, going to worship, going to work, you know, opening their store, being alone at the store. Like, there's, you know, it can affect people's work life, it can affect their anxiety, their mentality, it could even seep into a marriage, right? Like, if people start stressing out about this, it can affect everything, it can affect your health, but it can certainly affect people's actions and their routines. Um, so... Um, it's it's really it's diabolical. It's really it's really scary. And, and and the right is not doing this. I'm not talking about the extreme right. I'm not talking about like clan members. And first of all, we're not seeing that. We're not seeing that anyway. We're not seeing the extreme right. I'm talking about the right. The people that are right, direct right of center to the people that are even even farther right center. I'm not talking about the extreme fringe of people who who you know who are are rabidly you know Jew haters and hate black people and want to go back to the time of you know, stringing people up. Like, that's that's not what I'm talking about. And we're not seeing those people, you know, with, with um, um, you know, doing this damage, riding the streets, killing people. Yes, you have people online that make threats. You have people that are looking to act offline. And hopefully those people are caught just as well. But that's not, that's not prevalent. It's just not. It's not prevalent today. Um, and the right that is just to the left of those people, the people that are not, that, that, they're, that they may be like, you know, really staunch and really solid in their convictions, and they may have opinions, but they're not looking to hurt anyone. They're the ones that are like, don't want those people near them, because since they're butted up against them, let's say on the spectrum of, of you know, right to left politically, they don't want to be associated with those people. See, people don't have nuance and understand. If you looked at like a bunch of different shades going from the left all the way to the extreme left, and from the, sorry, from center to the extreme left, and from the center to the right, the people that are like right before those extremes don't really want to be associated with them. It's a little bit different once society breaks down. Once society breaks down, there's like anarchy or socialism or, or sorry, or communism or, 
fascism becomes different. Then those people on the fringe, when they can get away with certain consequence, some of them may take that opportunity. When they can get sorry, when they can get away with things without consequence. So in other words, shooting someone and burying them in a pit in the forest, that person normally wouldn't do that. But maybe that extreme right demands it of them. You need to do this because then we have, you know, we have a scoop on you. We're going to film you. We'll have you as committing murder, so you won't turn us in. Or come on, come on, come on, be one of us. Right, getting lots of cheers, getting affirmed, getting you know, boosting up their ego. Right, so there's all different reasons why someone would do that. They they want to save their family. They don't know that person that's lined up on the edge of the pit. They don't really care. They're going to pull the trigger because, like, it's their family or them. Right, it's it's their family and and them, or it's this person, or it's both. Either way, that person's going to die. Right, like, I'm just saying all the all the philosophical tough questions that come into play there. I think for the most part, those people that are butted up against the fringe still push them away, even in a time of revolution, rebellion, anarchy, you know, dis, dis, um, disfigurement of society. I think they still maintain, we're not, we're not with you, we're not part of you. We're, we have our feelings, but we have a line, okay? So anyway, I'm going off into philosophical and politics that I didn't really intend to. It's happened a lot lately. Um, but the point being is that um, this, is, this is scary. I mean... If they're going to be shot then, they're trying to scare people from going to the polls also. And it's a really, I mean, this is a really serious thing. I mean, someone pulls up in the car. Um, this is, uh, this is uh, really serious. This is really serious that, like, you're scaring people that are going to have to be online on election night on November 3rd. You know, what are they going to think? Like, oh, well, maybe some, you know, some, someone's going to drive up and open fire on, on me, and I don't really want that. You know, what about people who want to bring their kids and show them what it looks like to go to the poll and, and to, to learn about the process and learn civics? I mean, this is really, this is really, I mean, I think that for safety, all polling places should have no cars parked near them. There should be no, uh, no, no, you can't drive by, that there's, you know, roadblocks set up. You can't pull a car up. And I think the National Guard should be, the, well, I mean, again, the states have to want to pull them up, but there should be heavy police and heavy law enforcement presence at all polling stations to assure that everything's safe. And um, it's just, it, this is just not okay. And it's so sad. I mean, this is like a, a good 17-year-old kid that probably wasn't involved in anything bad. And I doubt it's like just gang on gang, you know, gang violence. Unless, again, gangs are in schools and maybe he told them to F off and you just never know. But, like I said, seems like something much more diabolical and um, targeted. And uh, we'll find out more details. The other thing I was going to talk about, just as a last closing point, is the, uh, the phones that were wiped clean. I mean, it's the same tactics that we saw. Same thing as Hillary. They're wiping the data clean. It's, it's, it's nothing new. It's just, it's the same. They, they didn't get in trouble for her 33,000 emails. They're like, we're not going to get in trouble for this. They didn't have to put any software on. They didn't have to bash the phones. They didn't have to burn them. <coughs> Although they could have just done that. They could have just had a fire in their office and had someone come in and arson it. But this is the way they did it. I mean, it would have, probably would have been better if someone had just set fire to, the, to whatever their offices were. Um, but anyway, they, um, they cleaned their phones. They're criminals, clearly, and they think that they're above the law. And if they don't pay a price for what they've done, meaning basically either death or staying in prison for life with a non-commutable sentence. There should be a way that there's that those sentences are not commutable. Because what will happen is if someone ever gets into office, 
that's to the left or a Democrat, they'll just release, they'll commute all their sentences and they'll have these people running the country, whoever was put away, whatever, two, three, 10, 15, 50 people were put away. Uh, and they need to, they need to see the inside of a prison. They need to be, they need to be, they need to be raped, but, you know, and have the regular things that happen to them in jail happen to them because, um, they deserve it. They've earned it. They should be in jail forever. Um, they're, they're raping America. They're raping us. Uh, and the last thing I'll say is um, the masks and the, social, and the distancing. Um, I keep asking on various forums. Um, there's no data to support that wearing masks does anything. Uh, there, are, there is data to support that ma wearing masks, again, aside from COVID, aside from anything, that wearing masks is not good. Wearing masks to the gym is not good. Wearing a mask while you're running is not good. Wearing a mask while driving in your own car is not good. Wearing a mask even during surgery is not good. It we Doctors do because they want to prevent uh, infection and something in their patient. But they are in an oxygen-rich, cool environment. I heard a doctor speaking about today, and he said after about 50 minutes, five zero, I think 30 to 50 minutes, he said, I can feel oxygen depletion. It makes you wonder... Well, what the hell? Like, I mean, some people are doing, like, brain surgeries and stuff. So, um, anyway, um, I, I don't know. I don't, that's, that's obviously a question for, for a panel of doctors that uh, um, I would like to ask. But um, the point being is that um, where's the six feet come from? What's the randomness of that? I mean, is there any science about six feet in COVID? We don't have any science or data on COVID. Not from prior. We have SARS, but we don't have in specific COVID. So what is going on here? Like, what is the situation with these masks and the distancing when there's no data, there's no aggregate data to support that this is what will um, assist with not getting COVID? It's just such ridiculousness. And we're over it. And we've been over it for a long time. Like I was over it. I mean, it's just, it's just, it's enough already. We're, we're done with it. We're over it. Okay, and we're done over with this particular session. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks so much for tuning in to my Kvetch. I'll be back sometime soon. Appreciate it. Have a good weekend. Maybe I'll be on tomorrow. More to talk about for sure. Take care.